What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. So today, we have Laura with Eat Well, Move Well, Live Well which is definitely a uh, tagline that I can get behind. So hello, Laura. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what is Eat Well, Move Well, Live Well. Like, tell us a little bit more about, you know, somebody comes to your website. What are they looking at? What are they looking for? Okay, sure. Um, yeah, that this business of mine, I'm a health coach, um, and I work mainly with women, although some men certainly have had some success working with men, um, which may be one of the drivers that actually got me into this is helping partner and ex-husband and father-in-law. And so yeah, that's how it all starts. Yeah, yeah, that's how it starts. But, um, I've been a yoga teacher for a long time, for about 20 years and more than, well, more than 15 years and a practitioner for 20 and the mindfulness of that really appeals to me. And I've also been a passionate home cook and an avid eater of good food living in Charleston and New Orleans for my whole adult life. And um, I see as I get older, I've seen so many women around me frustrated with their diets, frustrated with their bodies, not feeling good about themselves. And to me, it's just such a waste of creativity and waste of time and waste of energy to have so much um, bound up in all of that stress and worry. And so um, the things that I've done my whole life have really um, led me to be to a place where I really like um, most days being myself and how I live my life and functioning and really wanting to share all of that with uh, women. And so I really work on um, helping women in stressful thinking around eating, um, in the confusion about it, taking real joy and pleasure in what they eat and how they live their lives. And um, often weight loss is a part of that. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just feeling better exactly as they are right now and dropping that uh, burning sort of obsessive desire that's been with them so they can concentrate on things that are actually meaningful. Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier and I just love that we went down this rabbit hole, but, and people understand this concept now of a diet versus a lifestyle change, right? right? And how can we drive that conversation forward? And and what does that even mean to people? Right. And we were talking earlier, it's like, it's a big thing about somebody's mindset or as you put it, their self-awareness. Yeah. Right. So yeah. um I know is that something that you focus on typically, like you said, first? Yeah, before? definitely. Often when people come to me, you know, people often come with external goals, right? Wanting to lose weight, wanting to be more toned. But you know, a lot of the women I work with are, I mean, I'm almost 49. And so a lot of the women that I work with, they may want those things, but they often also are self-aware enough to realize, I just want to feel better, or I want to stop thinking about food all the time. Like, this is like, I get invited to go out to eat. I, I, it tears me up because there's going to be pasta there. You know, it's like, what, you know, these things. Yeah. Our world revolves around food. I (laughs) thought about the other day. It's like, we're Thanksgiving at the in-laws and she's like, when's breakfast? All right. We're already before breakfast is done. We're like, where are we going for lunch? Right. Or that's done. We're always thinking about dinner. It's like, and my, even my kids reflected that back at me. It was just like, that's what they talk about a lot. Right. How was your day? It was like, we ate this and then we ate that. And I was like, man, that's what they, that's like everything revolves around our meal times, which is 
fine, but like probably not the healthiest. Thing. Right. It's probably not the healthiest thing. So we can go, you know, we can go one of two directions is we're sort of obsessively thinking about um, what to eat because of what it's going to do to our bodies, or we're obsessively thinking about it because we love food and we want the next meal. And often what I find, um, it may not even be a love of food. It could be a lack of other things in people's lives. And so one thing we'll come back to the mindset, but I talk a lot um, with people about pleasure and how much pleasure their life brings them in all different aspects of it, whether it's, um, you know, intimate relationship or friendships or creative, creative hobbies, work, fun, because if we don't have it in other parts of our lives, it's going to all be eating a cookie eating. Is pleasurable. Right. For me. Anyway. Right. And, it's, sure and it should people, be, there's right? nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but if that's the only it, right? source of pleasure in your life, it's going to be too much. I mean, I get immense pleasure out of food. And so it's, it's kind of a paradox because I work with people in two different ways. One is to what I'll say, like diversify your pleasure. So it's not like the, the rest of your day is just drudgery or stressful. And it's like, Oh, I can't wait till I have the cookie or like your whole, all of the satisfaction you're going to get out of your day is going to come from whatever meal or drink you're going to have at the end of it you know, or the ice cream after the kids get put to bed. So there's one aspect that I work on with helping people realize that I ask all the time, what do you do for fun in your life? Or what's the pleasure in life? And so many people to me say, say to me, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything, especially parents, young kids, especially it's like world revolves around that. You know, it's just like, it's so easy for, for us to take a back seat. So there's, there's one thing about you're putting too much pleasure in your food because you don't have enough elsewhere, but there's also another aspect of it where you're actually really not enjoying your food as much as you could. You're not paying attention to it. You're eating it while you're doing something else. You're eating I'm it on so the run, right? Like even like I have a friend who would talk about, it's just the funniest little thing. Our minds, and we go back to mindset, but our minds are so She's like, I'll get this treat. I'll be like obsessed about this treat I want at the grocery store. It's like chocolate bar or whatever it is. And I'll get in my car and then I'll just wolf it down so I don't like catch myself eating it. Right. It's like it doesn't really. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so you didn't. There's even... so much wrong with that. How do you dissect that? <laughs> it's like, but you're not even enjoying right. it. Right. So why even buy it? So why even buy it? Yeah. And so you just got checked. I'm box. guilty. Like guilty. I do the same thing. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the things I really work with with people is slowing down and having a five sensory experience of their the whole food. thirty tells you the, the same thing. The whole yeah. experience of the meal and what people will find there's several things and this is why I handle nutrition last instead of first is that people will find oh I really don't like that as much as I thought I did. So why am I eating it? I'm actually paying attention to it. Or B, they'll naturally eat generally way less than they were mm -hmm. when they weren't really paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to tell anybody to cut calories. I don't have to tell anyone to eat. Like in a, pro in a program I have the first week, we work on just allowing. We're going to stop, stop labeling food as good or bad. I should have this or I shouldn't have this. The first week is just to allow yourself to eat whatever you want. So we can start to recalibrate. No, that's not okay. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> no, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so this one woman that I was working with, like her daughter wanted Domino's pizza one night and, and she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to, here's the dynamics. It's going to happen. It's like, so how was the pizza? She's like, 
really didn't like it. It's like, good. Yeah. Once you I allow yourself to, to do that, yeah. then it doesn't become this like yeah. dark thing that you've got right. to do and you've got to eat those four. You're like, all right, I'm allowing myself to do it. I had one piece. Okay, that was kind of good and I'm done, right? Right. It's just, yeah, it's completely, it's viewing it in a totally different way. Right. Which, right. And then it, it drains so much of that drama and energy around it. And then we can focus on, okay, what does your body really want mm-hmm. nutritionally? And right. like tapping into that and then dealing with the habits and the mindset that needs to happen to, to be willing to make those changes. But you've, you've taken so much like shame and pressure off of it that it makes it easier to do, if that makes sense. So yeah, the mindset is definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's huge. It's the main thing that I start with people. It's like, why are you doing what you're doing? And often we don't know, right? And we'll start to uncover all these belief systems or thoughts that are happening, like not wasting food, right? If you're in the clean plate club or whatever, you have to eat all this or, (laughs) Oh, we got to fight that generation. I'm just like, why are we going to, you know, you've got to finish your pizza in order to get dessert. Right. Wait a minute. Right. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Like, you know, right. And you were just mentioning um, your family over the holidays. Right. And that like eating to please other people. Yeah. Right. Eating because someone in your family made it for you. Oh, I'm the big eater. Eating. I always got to eat a lot. Right. Which, which it's fine. You know. you know, it's like my my boyfriend's mother. Right. What? Every, there's so much food here. You got to eat it. I'm like, no. Yeah. But that's a lot for some people to be able to say, no, I don't actually. Yeah. Want that? Well, they came from a time where their right. food was not very available. Now. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. Like, right. I saw this commercial i have to bring this up (laughs) i think it was sonic and this was a hamburger with barbecue and fritos chips okay and what's the price of the burger 99 cents oh my god you know and i just looked at that and i said we're getting more food for less money although the the value of the dollars more now yeah like that doesn't make sense no so I'm not going to go into dissecting that, like if that's real food or what right, it's made right, out of and et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera and what the long-term strategy right. of those. But oh, it's just like, it's so scary. readily, so readily available, you know? Right. And, and so cheap. Yeah. Like, you know, so cheap. 99 yeah. cents and you can overindulge basically is, is what it comes down to. Right. Pretty right. severely overindulge. Right. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, another big thought that people's like, I deserve sort of the reward. Like if your day has no pleasure in it at the end of the day, like I deserve this. Yeah. Right. So what I do with clients is in, in various different ways is we have, you know, ways to sort of surface what those thoughts are, because often what we'll do is we'll, we won't even necessarily think it, or we won't be so aware that we're thinking it. And I'll just go right to whatever the, the eating response is Mm -hmm. and then deciding and making intentional plans about what we want to think instead, like what we want our actions and results to be and deciding what we have to think in, instead. And it's a practice. I mean, if you just sort of retraining your, mm-hmm. your brain yeah. to, to think on purpose so that you, you know, and one, you know, one for me is the clean, the clean plate club, especially when I go out and I had this epiphany, um, I guess last year or so I was in New York and I was by myself and I was at a, I took myself to a really nice lunch and um, it was an Italian place. I don't eat a lot of carbs at home. So we'll talk about new, but I do when I go out, it's like, and, and another thing that's come online for me, which is why I try to convey to clients is your body knows what it wants. I'm looking at this whole menu and I just was like, 
oh, that's it, right? This pasta dish was like lemon, artichoke, something. Mm-hmm. Nice glass of wine, middle of the day at lunch. Sounds amazing. I was yeah. like, and about halfway through, I was full. This is my, this has been my biggest challenge with eating is eating past when I'm full. And I was, I'm full. It still tastes good. It still tastes good. It tastes good. That's another one. They're staring at you. It tastes good. I want to eat more of it, you know? But I was like, but I'm, if I check in, I'm full. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I, and I was, since I was not going to be going home, I was like, I can't, I don't want to carry it around the rest of the day because I I love leftovers. That's fine. It's going to go to waste. It's going to go to waste. (laughs) What's the waiter going to think? What's the waiter, you know? All these things. And I, but the sort of epiphany for me was like, I'm not paying just for the food. I'm paying for the entire experience that I just had, Mm -hmm. which I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with the waiter, the walk there by myself, sitting in this place, like taking in the beautiful atmosphere. Like I paid your point. I paid for all of that and I'm satisfied. Mm -hmm. Like I got my. I got what I came for. Now I'm actually going to feel worse if I keep doing it. It'll be less of an experience. But yeah, it's not with the way we're used to thinking. So yeah, I thought that was. I mean, I think that's a great point. The customer experience is huge, right? right? But I mean, I think that it's so true of almost anything that you purchase. Like if I spend money on something yeah. today, it's really about how I felt about that experience of right. spending the money, as opposed right. to the thing that I got. Like, right. and that's why I don't know. Buying online freaks me out. I know it's completely yeah. like a different subject, but it's so simple. You just click and buy it, and and there was no experience kind of yeah. with that. And I, I know that's a completely different topic, but I think that it does relate into that idea yeah. of everything's so instantaneous. We can get everything we want, get food when we want it and just chow down in the car or wherever. Yeah. And it takes away from the experience, which makes us more numb to that idea. Yeah. Same with shopping or, or, or a lot right. of things that we can get. Right. That's online. why like picking up takeout has never been something that I like on rare occasion, but it's yeah. like, it, there's no experience of the meal for right. me then. And yeah. again, so it's that sort of dichotomy or whatever of pleasure of make sure there's pleasure in the rest of your life. So it doesn't all have to be about the food, you, the pleasure you get from food, yeah. but also your food should be enjoyable. I mean, a lot of us in the performance you know, athlete world and everything, we, th- we think about food as science, but I often think of it really as art and. Yeah, so multiple ways. Right. I like that viewpoint. Like if you right. make your, your meals when you do have them and you're hungry and experience like literally I do not do this like I yeah. am anti-thesis of that so <laughs> just why it's hitting me hard but like you sit down you make the table you get your drink ready like you eat a bite put your fork down like yeah I don't do that but I would change the way you viewed food yeah. and it'd be much healthier you would just yeah yeah you know you'd be more in tune with the as you said a patient yeah. you know an experience, right? The food experience. And yeah, no, that's a really cool point. Good. Well, yeah. I think also back to like, you, I'm terrible with food, just like you, even when we talk about stuff like that, I, I either don't eat or I overeat like when it comes time, cause I'm just shoveling food in time wise and a lot of, you know, missteps along the way in the, in the nutrition journey. But when I feel like I'm at my best is when I am traveling. And that's what I like to do is like kind of eat and drink my way through a city yeah. or a, a destination. <laughs> but what I find myself doing is being content. I'm not in a rush to go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm immersed in whatever situation, like, like trying this new thing or this new place or this new scene. And all of a sudden I'm not worried about what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I'm not even, I'm not overeating typically. Like I typically I'm like, I'm satisfied because I know that I'm probably going to have something down the road and I, I really enjoyed this space. 
and so on. But whenever I'm in my own kind of element, mm-hmm. it's it's more of the like stressy, like I'm just like I gotta eat because I know I think that I know that I'm supposed to, right? And okay, I don't have you know just grab it and shovel it in, right? And uh, it's, right, it's weird, right? And you know it's it's interesting that it's making me think of in the yoga world, not just the yoga world, but you know, we have this concept of like human being versus human doing, right? So when you're at home, you're in your, your to-do list, right? You got to work out, you got to do your work, you got to do this, you got to do that. So eating is just one more thing that you, to do. you got to do. Whereas when you're on vacation, you've stepped out of that for a moment. And so you've given yourself permission to just be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that the key is finding moments and ways that we can do that throughout our life, not just around and throughout our days, not just around food, but I even talk about that with like being like, you know, it's when you're eating with somebody, especially going out and you're socializing with friends or something, there's a socialization aspect in the eating aspect. So often you're so busy, you can be so busy socializing that you're not mm-hmm. really paying attention. And I try to get people to sort of play with taking a few bites of the food and really sort of like, being with the food and then stopping and then being with your company in the same way. Mm -hmm. So you're really taking in whatever the conversation is, you know, whatever the sort of connection is between you and the people that you're with and sort of trying to find this way to, to, to be with both, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's interesting point about just shoveling the food in and stuff. There's a book out there that's called the slow down diet and talks a lot about how right metabolism improves. If we would just quit multitasking when we eat and like slow down, chew the food, have that sensory experience, breathe while we're eating. Like our body really has a difficult time digesting food while we're doing something else. And so that's to me, that's like such a simple solution rather than going in and like trying to change all of the nutritional aspects. It's like, let's do some of these other things first. And then the nutrition. It's just like anything else. If you want to change something long-term, you can go about it one way. And that's like the wrong way I should say, (laughs) you know, which is change external things and change um, the way you're doing things or what you're eating, or you can go in and truly change your perspective and your mindset yeah. and then let it change the external right internal, then change the external right. that way. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it seems it is so simple, but like, I'm just trying to think of how I would apply that to my, like mm-hmm. that means you'd probably, you'd have to schedule it. Like in my life, I'd have to schedule eating. Right. Because I'd have to say, cause that's how everything in my life is. Schedule. So I'd be like, all right, I have 30 minutes, maybe an hour mm-hmm. where I'm going to like eat. What they do in Europe, though, like they have lunch and they go back and they cook it. You know this from your time in Hungary. And then they eat and they then they go back to work and it's part of their day. And I bet like I bet you would feel a lot better and have a better relationship with food, which makes you probably perform better and have a more fulfilling life if you did that. It doesn't seem like that. But yeah, right. Right. Because the to do list is always pressing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how I do my workouts. Like I schedule time so I can yeah. enjoy my workout and do what I feel like and just need to apply the same thing. It's good. A little epiphany yeah. for yeah. myself. Prioritizing. Yeah. Well, let yeah, me, time. let me know how it goes. And, you know, I think that's the other thing, you know, prioritizing is important. And so there's, there's nothing to say that this has to be one of your priorities, but of course, as a coach who teaches this, I would like, I would like for it to be people's priorities because as you just noted, I think it impacts hugely whole quality of, of life. 
but no, I, I, I'm going to push you further and say, yeah. no, I would think everybody would need to do something like, yeah. I mean, cause like we have like a pyramid and on the bottom is definitely like sleep and rest. Right. But then right after that, before even movement comes nutrition right. and you, like, it's just, yeah. It's the bottom line. Right. right. There's nothing more important, right? right? Besides right. you have to sleep every day, right. you know, but like, right. Man, and you know, if you, just, when you slow down and eat and eat like this, like digestion is improved. It'd be interesting to know, like if you changed nothing else, but how you ate your meals, what sort of digestive issues and stress issues and could, could clear. I'd be hard pressed to say that would not work to a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. You right. Know? right. But having less stress does definitely improve the body's function. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. The, um, I, I just sitting here daydreaming almost while you were talking about that last little piece and was thinking about from like a business operation standpoint, like what does it look like? Obviously we're a small company we could do whatever we want to do when it comes to, to, to lunch. But I'm looking at those companies that are kind of like startups and like, you know, 50 to 25 employees and looking at productivity and, and wondering like how to, mm. you know, I wonder how much benefit there would be to like ensuring that there was time scheduled to almost like, no, there's like, your study right there. It's like, like you have to shut off lunch. and like no electronics are allowed and right. you all are going to go sit and, you know, have it's catered. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. And mm. it's like, you guys are, it's like an experience every day. You just relax, take the time. Oh, guaranteed. You know, more oh my gosh, it makes me so excited. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, everybody, te- there's so much, it's almost overwhelming when you go down the health and yeah. fitness rabbit hole. Like mm-hmm. we need to meditate and I need to do this and I need to do that. Well now, in my opinion, who, who knows if I'm right or not, but like if you treat your food, like how you're saying, mm-hmm. you're now getting mindfulness mm-hmm. and nutritional value. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a two for one, mm-hmm. like right. mm-hmm. you know, like I try to meditate every day. Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't I just enjoy my? Like, maybe that's my de-stress right. moment, right? Right. Now you just save me, right? 10, 20 minutes out of my right. day, right? You know, yeah. and also conquer the nutrition thing at the same time. So right. You're you're a productivity expert. Like that's your new tagline Boom. now. Excellent. Not even a life coach. I'm a productivity <laughs> expert. That's just value stacking the, that's the, right. the Laura Jarrett package. But so cool. right. we're we're so programmed not to think that way. This is something I just kind of wrote a note on. Like, I don't, you guys probably remember this too. Like, 90s and early 2000s, what was the huge diet fad? It was cheat days. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, God, it was. Don't even I'm get sure me that's started. You, I mean, that's, why I, started, that's <laughs> why I started my nutritional journey by far is like yeah. we did this thing called uh, Body for Life. I referenced it a lot. And it was like you had a strict diet for six days and you got to eat whatever you wanted for seven days. And I look back on that. And I would feel terrible <laughs> on the cheat days. And I have to like yeah. restart every Monday. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at that from a logical standpoint, like let's go yeah. logical human brain. Does that make any sense? <laughs> no. It makes no sense. Why no. would you do that? And like, you know, it's like, and your body, I mean, you, as we were talking earlier, seeks homeostasis, yeah. right? So I, I did this like a, a blog, I write a blog every week and, you know, it was like, the title was something like, you know, lazy, weak and undisciplined. No, it's like, it is the body's natural response when you restrict to binge. Like that's, it's, right. it's seeking balance. And so, yeah, we're going to be good, be good, be good, be good, be good. And at the end of it, deserve it. And I can just, there's Great like, title. no, yeah, no. And I think the thing is it points to, for me, is that whole thing of like trying to do things to your body instead of actually having a respect for what it, 
what it is and, and not just what it can do. So we have a lot of body image issues in our world as we were talking about before the show, but like, so there's one step to sort of, we focus so much on aesthetics and so we can gain appreciation for what the body can do performance wise and maybe move away from aesthetics. But for me and what I would really love to communicate to people is just the joy of being alive in a body at all. You know, I mean, it, it is the way that you get to hug your kids or experience a sunset mm-hmm. or listen to a great piece of music or it's just, another, just it's just, yeah. It's another and, step. It's an it, extra step. And there, but we don't have any res- respect for it as a, like, we forget that we're animals. So we're actually, we're natural, like, we're natural yeah. organisms, you know, we yeah. are part of nature and there's so much here. We're just always trying to like control it, tell mm-hmm. it what to do instead of. So just allowing, oh, as you said, allowing yourself to enjoy it. And yeah. And allowing it's your wisdom. body will yeah. intuitively, which you talked about, yeah. kind of know what it needs. Yeah. Typically, yeah. If we just, yeah. And then you, then your job is to listen to it and figure out how to give it what it needs, you know? And that's where, oh, that's where coaching can come in as well. It's like, okay, I want to do this. I know what it's saying. Now, how do I arrange my life or arrange my thinking and all of that? What so, a cool so principle. Cause we get these know. questions all the time. It's like, okay. All right. I like the, like, personally, I like the whole 30, right? Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. people ask me recommendations, I'll yeah. recommend that because it's um, pretty all encompassing and it focuses a little bit less on diet and more right. lifestyle change. Right. Um, but those guidelines are just like, you know, cause everyone's like, literally what's the best thing I should do. And I'll be like, usually what I'll say is everybody's different. Some people may do really well to get started on this like Mediterranean diet or this like, um, beach body diet or this right. whole 30 or whatever, you know, you need to pick the right one that works for you. Right. So, which is, which is, I think a decent answer, but now right. I have an even better answer, right? <laughs> which is what you need to do first before you even think about picking a diet, which you probably shouldn't in the first place, <laughs> you need to change the way that you're viewing food. And even just me saying like, make your food more of like an experience of your body will figure it out. Right. What you do like, Seek that out first, right. and then right. you can say, "All right, what what works for me a long time? What do I enjoy? Right, enjoy right. the most. Right, you know? so right. you you mentioned f- like a phase, like you mentioned like kind of steps, like what like through your coaching, kind mm-hmm. of like time frame duration. You know, I could see just dealing with patients in the physical therapy world where it might take you know, four to six weeks for them to buy in completely to the process. You know, hopefully we can get that faster. Right. But there's definitely a time frame that exists. Like, is it the same with you? Yeah, absolutely. Back up front or even that initial conversation, like convincing them to work with you. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, obviously when I, when I talk to people about working with me, they have a, they have a few different ways they can do it. We can just do like a free consult or I have sort of a one off, you know, let's get something done kind of thing. And then if we decide to enter the long-term coaching, first of all, there is a conversation about if, if what I'm doing, like listening to what their goals are and, and sort of reading between the lines of what I think their, their issues are. And some people may not be ready for what you right, right. And explaining a little bit about what I do and, and seeing if it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it is, and they're, and they're willing, but there's definitely a, a process of, we're going to approach things very differently and I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give you a meal plan. We will talk about nutrition, but we're going to, you have to tell me exactly what to do. A to Z. Do it Come at on, the end. You know? Right. And I just, and I don't, I I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do that right. necessarily. So you're right. Some people might not be ready, but I'm really interested in the long-term 
change. And so, and like I said, the people that do find me will tend to come to like, they know that they've got to deal with their mind. Mm -hmm. Like that is there. And I think that's just where we are in the healthcare and fitness world from a bigger perspective. Like we got to a point where we put these protocols out there, whether it's for fitness or for health or for nutrition. And then now we're to a point where it's like, we don't understand that those protocols don't work for everybody. Right. To get down to what really works and really will create change is to figure out in one word the why. Right. Two words. Right. 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 You know, but if you figure that out, then you can make this big change because the world we live in now does not allow for a ton of exercise. Incidentally, if you make it's really hard to make good, healthy yeah. nutrition. It's just hard. So you're going to have to find the big reason. Right. That's why. Gonna, that's going to motivate you. And maybe you'll find yeah. that, you know what, this is one of the things that I do with, with clients too. Right? I led a body image challenge some time ago when we were talking about how, what is health, what does health even mean to you? I mean, it's such a vague word. I'm going to list about 30 things, you know, six pack. Everybody likes to talk about the six pack, right? Or like, or good lab results or functional joints or good sleep or, you know, of course, a lot of them you handle one, some of them get tied together, but then it's like, okay, so out of this list of 30 things, pick your top five, because then we'll know what, how to go. Right. And we'll know Mm -hmm. if I'm the right person for you or not, or, you know, if you're the right it's like, what do you really want? And then why? Yeah. Why do you want that? Um, What's your definition? And it's people for me yeah. as I, I ask everybody this. Yeah, just, yeah. For me, um, physically, it is having um, functional joints and decent strength as I age. So the ability to be independent in my body. There's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Independent. Be independent. Yeah. The yeah. ability it's to be simple one, the ability to be independent in my body and have the the energy. So that's the functionality, feeling like I've got the energy and then peace of mind. Those are sort of my I would say my top three. Yeah. Those are good. Those are all yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean they really are. Like yeah. It's just a great challenge for me. Like I I feel like there's a natural progression in most people. Like you said, it's really hard for somebody to make this big step. Like say they've never heard anything from a nutritionist, mm-hmm. never really read anything, just stuff that they're not, it's going to be really difficult to make them that leap from there right. to do what you're doing. Right. For me, I've like gone down this like whole 30 and primal eating and paleo. And like, I, I'm almost like this point where like food is fuel, which mm-hmm. I've started like mm-hmm. thinking, which I like thinking about things that way. But this is a whole nother extra right. step right. where it's like, no food isn't, Fuel, it's a part of my life. Right. And I should make it a happy experience, not just right. like eat, all right, right. go and go do the next thing. Like, right. Yeah. It's, right. Man, that's going to be yeah. challenging. It's oh, almost like it's yeah. fuel that should be respected. I think we get to the food is fuel mantra because we we also have the opposite, which is well, true. Food is like, just pleasure. Everything is yeah. pleasure. Like, I had a birthday, I got a cake. I right. Graduated from school, I got a cake. I, uh, Thanksgiving you know, turkey. One yeah. year old. Right. Like, one year old. Right. Kids stuffing their face in cake, and it's like this conditioning that happens right. over time. It is so the cutest thing ever when a kid No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I have that video. I try to recreate it as often as possible. No, yeah. but I. I, I think, and then so we go the other way, which is like we try to train ourselves from at least the fitness side of things to say, okay, it's actually not pleasure, it's fuel, right. which I think is a good way to, to attack that idea of it not being pleasure. But I think like what she said earlier, what, what Laura said earlier is about respecting that as well, mm-hmm. like understand that we need it 
it is fuel, but we should also respect like what it can be to us. Like, right. It can be pleasurable and it can be very, you know, an experience. Yeah. And so it, it's social cool. in so many cultures, not just our own, you know, and again, it, it's so, I think it's so much about like the appropriate place. What's the appropriate sort of place for the pleasure that it has or the, or the fuel aspect that it has, right? It, both are true. So if someone is coming from all that pleasure standpoint, it is very beneficial to say, it, this is fuel. Like, and primarily that's true. I mean, it's used to help our body function well, but we have the good fortune to live in a place where we have access to good food, most of us. And, and it's two and different it's mindsets. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I had a um, MLS soccer player and we talked a lot I think it was with him, but we talked a lot about like what he needed to eat when he was performing athletically right. and how that changed when he wasn't performing. Athletic. Right. So if you're an athlete, that makes sense. You need to think of food as fuel because there's certain things you need right. to eat to right. hit your macros, stuff right. like that in order to, to perform at a certain level. But if you're not doing that, which 98% right. probably higher the population yeah. should not view it that way yeah. long-term because we're not, I mean, we are eating to perform well in our lives, but we should take it that extra step, yeah. which is just like, yeah, an enjoyable. I don't know. I yeah. just like the idea of no, enjoying I it. <laughs> I, I think like, what you said is key: it. is training versus fitness or exercise, right? Like we make that distinction a lot in the strength and conditioning world. Are you are you training for something? And I don't mean just life, because yes, we're all training for life. But are you training to be an MLS soccer player or get your college scholarship? You are considered more of an elite athlete that has an end goal, yeah. and I need to measure my macros and do everything or you just training for functional joints as you said right Right. you know know, and if that's the case you probably don't need to do your macros and then i would caution everybody else is that they're thinking that they need to do you have the right coach along that way because there's so many variables again every individual is going to be different and one set of macros for one athlete is going to be completely different for the next athlete right next to them and it's crazy you got to be careful of which one you're listening to and where you fall you got to go back to how you feel you know and how you perform on the field what would you say like if somebody you can even use myself an example (laughs) want to start that journey of viewing few like food in a different way and changing the mindset Mm -hmm. what are some things they could ask themselves or or resources that they could you know, well, is there something that common themes that you see with people that works a lot. Like I know everybody's individual, but yeah. it's always cool to give people some kind of actionable things to. I think. Well, I mean, with anything, awareness is always the first step. So just simply talking about inquiry before the podcast, but this is what inquiry is about. Just sort of asking the questions. I've, I have a couple of friends who have come to me recently to stop um, to talk to me about stop stopping over drinking, right? And one of the strategies is before you tell yourself to change anything is just every time you have alcohol, it's just ask the question, why am I having this right now? Right? Why, why am I having it? So with food, it's like, what, why am I eating this now? And, and it could be positive reasons or it could be, you know, it's like, what, what, what am I making this? Why am I eating this right now? What am I making this mean? And just starting to raise that awareness yeah, I'm and drinking because I'm stressed out. I'm right. eating because right, or I'm eating because it's it, the day. It's does I deserve it, or it could be a particular, a very helpful and nourishing reason. I love the word nourishing more than like nutrition or health. Mm-hmm. Even it just it has some love connotation mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, me of a mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nourishing. <laughs> like, and so 
and, and with no judgment, but the more you start to do that, if you just even did that for a week or two, you're going to notice for yourself what the patterns are, what the predominant reasons are. And you're going to be able to know whether those are helpful or not, you know, if they're positive or not. And then we can go in and start mm -hmm. looking at making some, making some changes to them. Yeah, no, that's does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's no, easy. That's crazy. easily actionable. Like, yeah, before you go eat a cookie right. or yeah. drink a beer one. or have breakfast, and, and, it, and, and it's not like why it's not mm. like I should or shouldn't. I mean, breakfast is a big one. So we've had this thing so many times of like, you have to eat three meals a day. Breakfast is the most important point of the you know I eat two meals a day of the day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and but that was the common. I have to eat breakfast, and I'm like, do you? And, you know, not to like, <laughs> right, do you? No, you don't have to. Nobody told you you had to. Right. But there was the common wisdom for a long time. And, of course, intermittent fasting has come along yeah. and become popular. And so it, one of the things but I actually have, yeah. one of the things I have my clients do, and this is tricky because I say, like, I, I really want you to try to go um, 24 hours, skip two to three meals in the day, stay plenty hydrated, leave them electrolytes, whatever. It's like, and this is not to deprive yourself or restrict calories. It's to understand your body's own right. hunger signals. Like I want you <laughs> to know. How many people actually get hungry? Right. I bet not that many. It's like, I want you to yeah. know when you're hungry and what true hunger. And then we can actually, now we're getting to a little bit more sciencey, but we can, we can sort of determine what true hunger feels like versus low blood sugar. Right. Things, things like that. So if I you're eating because you're hangry, or you got a headache or you've got low blood sugar. Well, then that is a nutritional balance issue that can be, dealt with true hunger right. is able and we I, I actually teach try to teach people because some people are afraid of being hungry mm -hmm. you know and so it's like not a big deal and if you learn what those signals are and you learn how much time you have so you're not just shoving whatever the first thing is that comes into your faces mm -hmm. you can actually make some intelligent choices about what you want to eat but you have to sort of cue into your body's own hunger and satiety yeah. yeah, I think we're going to get to a point in the world, like, I know you got like the Fitbits and the Whoop bands and stuff like that, mm -hmm. where people are starting to track how they're mm -hmm. sleeping. Mm -hmm. I, I could just see, just have this vision of what's happening next is called transdermal, like reading. So you mm -hmm. can understand where your blood glucose level mm -hmm. is almost at all times, mm -hmm. like literally a light mm -hmm. goes like on your wrist, like nothing inside your body. Right. And what if you had like, there's a hormone that's going to get released mm -hmm. when you're right. hungry. Right. right. Whatever right. that hormone is. Right. I'm not exactly sure. I don't want to assume. I learned it once. And saying same thing wrong. I have an idea, but I don't know. And you can probably at some point, like objectively. Say see, when you're hungry. When say you're when you're hungry. actually hungry yeah. and see if it actually lines up. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much that goes into that. Right. So like when I just did the whole 30, all those things you're experiencing, I was able to experience more fully when I was eating normal clean foods. Like whole 30 people don't know is basically just eating nuts, seeds, vegetables, meat. There's no dairy. There's no, it's just all. And then you slowly add new things back right. in to see how your body reacts. Right. You know, and, um, it's just a totally different experience yeah. and your body metabolizes things. I bet your headaches would go away if you did that, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because you're now absorbing food and in, in a normal pattern where before the food you're eating is, is messed right. You're yeah. working against a lot yes. of commercialism and like, yes. it's really hard, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. you're, I'm sure it does stuff's affecting us internally in ways that we have no right. idea, like absolutely. internally being our hormones right. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Which, you know, absolutely. Signal, of 
stressful lives and everything. Right. 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 Yeah. The stress, I mean, the stress and that sort of like a lot of ideas about when we should eat and what we should eat and all of that, just like, and then not being able to do it because of whatever, you know, it just, it adds so much fuel to the, I mean, I ate at six o'clock this morning and it's been what, how many hours is that? Six, seven and a half hours. Yeah. I don't know when I'll eat again. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not afraid that I won't eat again. I'm just saying that I don't know when I'll eat again. Yeah. Probably close to seven o'clock tonight, Yeah. which is weird. And I'll usually about between now and seven o'clock tonight, I'll probably start to get, you know, hypoglycemic or yeah. you know, not ideal. You should right? change that. Exactly. <laughs> I know a coach out. you can talk to. Yeah. <laughs> Your boss is not letting you leave for, get, for lunch. <laughs> All right, well, let's do a couple of Spitfire questions. Okay. And see, and see what we get out of that. So um, first one is, what are you best at? You can pick one thing that you're the best at. I am best at in my field or just in general? Either one. You pick. <laughs> the world is your oyster right now. I am best at cooking really delicious meals. Oh, that sounds amazing. Next time, you'll have to bring us a meal. We do a part <laughs> two. Right. I love that. What do you struggle with? I struggle with eating past when I'm full Perfect. and it's still a non, it's still an ongoing thing for me. Yeah. So probably, in, but I have most people have the tools well. because I just love food. Yeah. I love it. And I, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you guys talked about intermittent fasting, it's something that I've explored and I've explored almost every fitness mm-hmm. trend mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it's funny before, remember the, fitness fat of eating six times a day. Yeah. yeah. Small that, meals, micro small meals. meals to help your metabolism right. increase. Like just all these things, you know, I never know. let your gut shut off. Yeah. I mean, what we all had dinner at my parents' house. Right. And what did my, do you remember what my dad said? It was just something. Well, oh, it was like vitamins in that. The, he was like, I was <laughs> we're eating potatoes. Okay. We have this amazing meal. It's called Rocklet. It's basically melted yep. cheese. It's traditional Swiss. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was like, the vitamins are only in the skin of the, the skin of the potato. And I was like, where did you hear that? And who like I've thought that too, but like, yeah. you know, because he probably because he told me that. I was like, that's there's no way that's true. Like, how many of those misconceptions, why did this podcast right. are out there? The vitamins are only in the skin? <laughs> what? Only. Only the skin. There's no benefit to eating yeah. in the middle. I just it's, I it's so funny. There's so much misinformation out yeah. there. Yeah, About your metabolism is going to increase if you, if you eat six times a day. Eat six <laughs> small meals a day. Three doesn't work. Oh, if no, you actually, miss one, you're yeah. going to gain a pound. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to go back to what I'm really good at, the best at. I'm really good at or best at listening non-judgmentally to people. Like, yeah. I don't go in with the big agenda for yeah. people. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to listen to you and, like. I think that's Isn't that called it, listening? Yeah. It is called listening. <laughs> but, like, I don't go in and say, like, I eat towards the paleo end of the spectrum for the most part. Yeah, but a lot of people I coach are almost, veg- you know, close to vegetarian. And I'm not like, well, I know what you should, you know, it's like, yeah. again, sort of, I get them to inquire. One of the questions I ask is, do you, when we start working, do you restrict any foods from your diet? And then if so, why? Mm-hmm. Like, again, like where, why have you adopted this yeah. sort of thing? Doesn't yeah. Have any vitamins. Work. yeah. <laughs> right. It could be because you don't realize. I mean, right. I think that's what right. makes a good coach right. or a good. Right doctor honestly yeah. or a pt is somebody who's going to sit back and, and yeah. listen yeah. listen which is a skill and most people unfortunately yeah. do not have that skill no. okay what is 
the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? If you had to pick one thing for them to change, I think I know the answer, but still, you could summarize it for people. One thing. You can only pick one thing. Slow down and ask your body what it wants. That's what I would have guessed. That's what I'm going to start doing yeah. personally. And that's food wise and movement wise. Right. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, 100%. Here's some fun ones. Are you ready? These are a little more lighter. <laughs> what is your walkout song? My walkout song. I feel good. Do you mind singing that a little bit? No, no. I do mind singing that. Feeling good. That? No, it's it's feeling good. I feel good as James Brown. I'm feeling good by Nina Simone. Oh, okay. That's what I heard. I feel like James Brown. James Brown. <laughs> what is your favorite cartoon? A speed Racer. Speed Racer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love Speed yeah, Racer. Old one. I like that. <laughs> I'm old. I told you how old I was. I love Speed Racer. <laughs> if you wouldn't be a health coach, mm -hmm. what would you be? I always tell people, what was your plan B? Mm. Mm. Well, this is about plan D already. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, in my fantasy world, yeah. I'm a I'm a singer. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I gave you your opportunity. I know. <laughs> but there's a reason I'm not a singer. <laughs> I was going to think NASCAR driver with the speed. Yeah. 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 I would be a bird. I have a fantasy about being able to fly. That's pretty cool. So. I like it. Yeah. Fly. What is the uh, last TV show you watched? Scandal on Netflix. The last book you read? Oh, damn. Um, I'm reading a book right now called Full Body Presence. Okay. It's been a long time Thanks. since I've read fiction. Yeah. Which okay. uh, my, my ex-husband and father-in-law and all were English teachers. There's a time in my life where I read copious amounts of yeah fiction and short stories but it's been a long time yeah i'm the same right now I'm not long <laughs> fiction. okay last one where can people find you people can find me online at laurajarette.com j-a-r-r-a-i-t it's a weird name jarre laurajarette.com and um I've got, you can call me for a consult and I've got on the website, an uh, offer for basically a one, you know, one hour of coaching with a follow-up that you can sign up for, or we can have a conversation about doing a longer program, but it's nice to test the waters and see. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll put uh, that information on the show yeah. notes as well yeah. in case yeah, people want to get in contact. Well, this was fun. Good. Thank and you very enlightening much. for myself. Good. Yes. Excellent. It was yeah. really good to talk to you guys. And I'm yeah, glad you had me over learn. here. Yeah. Yeah. Different perspectives. I learned something from every single one and I just, I just love it. It's Great. So, it's so cool. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Charleston podcast. Don't forget your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please share this information with your friends family, colleagues, get the word out because believe it or not, you too can change people's lives. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. 
Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.